Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Hello, everyone. I just want to remind you that we should be, as Christians, choosing our words wisely. It is a time of political angst. I know I have seen such crazy things out of people whom I respect, especially after the recent State of the Union address and Mitt Romney, I have been so shocked at how people have thrown words around like they don't matter. And they do. What you say or don't say and the words that you choose matter. They can cut to the core. They can attack and they can really make a person feel absolutely berated and degraded. No matter what you say, it matters the words in which you say it and how you say it and the tone. This includes printed words, things in Facebook. So I just ask that when you are going to put something out there in writing, that you pray over it, that you ask the Holy Spirit to give you the charitable words to state your beliefs, but without tearing someone else down or attacking them personally. It's a problem. It's rampant in this world. There's anger all over the place. And we as Christians need to stand firm in our beliefs. I'm not saying be a wet noodle and let people walk all over you. I have people that will send me things out of the blue with, you know, suggestions, and I could easily take them personally, but I put my, my Jesus eyes on when I'm reading or when I'm hearing some things, uh, I put my Jesus ears on and I really try to say, God, what are you trying to tell me through this person, whether they've chosen the right words, charitable words or not? I always wonder and ask, there's a reason that I'm receiving this information. So God, what do you want me to do with it? How am I supposed to learn from this? And it's also a learning um, and growing exercise for me to respond. Sometimes I don't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When Christine and I do the uh, Radio Maria YouTube videos, there are some crazy things that come through there. I mean, she has control of that of that YouTube site, and she says, "Oh my gosh, you can't, you don't even know half the stuff that I delete that come from anti-Christians or anti-Catholics, like other Christian denominations." 
But there are other ones that I read and I'm like, I get sad and I get upset. And then I give it to God and I say, God, I am living for an audience of one. And I was reminded this when I was speaking just two days ago. And I am telling everyone and trying to choose my words wisely. As a matter of fact, here I am telling everyone about my um, you know, my addiction abuse and alcohol abuse and all of this with marijuana and my promiscuity. And I'm really looking in the audience. There's two young little boys out there. <laughs> I didn't expect to have children. I mean, I'm talking like had to been like five to seven or eight years old. And I'm like, okay, they're listening to me. So I have to choose wisely. Yet my main audience are the adults and the parents, the religious education parents and all the other parishioners and guests that came. So we have to be aware of how our message can be A, interpreted, but B, who's in the audience. And Facebook is anybody in the audience. And so is any other social media or emails. That's why I think... And I've never practiced this as a manager, as an executive in corporate America, you would never find me reprimanding someone in an email. Anytime you have a conflict, please talk to that person face to face because you need the dialogue. I know a lot of time we want to hide, we want to think about the words and then we want to put them in writing and then we want to send that email or that text. And you never know what that other person will receive because there's no tonality, right? They don't hear your sincerity in your voice and they may interpret. I've had this happen to me. I've had someone interpret something absolutely opposite from what I intended. And that's when I said, you know, I'm not doing this in text anymore. I'm, I'd be happy to talk to you. So just another reminder of charitable conversation and that means you got to take a moment and have Jesus as your filter, both coming into your world and going out. So coming out of your mouth, that's what defiles us. Remember, it's not what we eat. It's not the, you know, meat and fish and, you know, the all of the rules that the Jews had as far as keeping things clean and cups and all that kind of stuff. It's not what goes in us. It's what comes out of us. But I also think we need to open our hearts to feedback that comes to us, what people are saying to us, and say, God, what are you trying to teach me through this person? Even if it is mean and attacking, there could be a gem of something that we should really be contemplating and thinking about, you know? Maybe we need to grow in a certain area. Maybe we did hurt someone and we didn't even know it until they came back and told us in some way, shape, or form. During this political year, I would even offer up, don't respond. It's so much better not to get into the conversation. We all have our opinions and rash judgment and is bad. I mean, it's in the Bible. We should not be judging others. We can have our own opinions, but putting it out into the world to really attack someone and call them names. Like this is happening with priests and deacons and bishops. And to me, I just, I can't do it. I, it makes me sad 
And we're actually talking about this next week, uh, Christine and me, on our radio show, because she's having the issue within her own family. It even comes down to swearing. So it's really important to master our tongues, and we need God to help us with that. Trust me, I know how much, um, how many miracles he has done in my life because I used to swear every other word used to be the F-bomb. F and this, F and that. Da, da, da. I mean, I was raunchy. I would make men blush. That's how bad I was. And I thought, honestly, sadly, I thought it was cool. I thought, hey, I am who I am. And that's all that I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Literally a sailor mouth. It was horrible. And then I started thinking about Jesus. And would he talk like this? You know, like, God, you need to help me. And it was a process. It wasn't like I immediately stopped. First, the word would come out of my mouth, and there it was. I mean, I said it, you know, F was out there. And then, you know, a couple weeks or a month, and I don't know how long this took, but all of a sudden I would say half of the word, (laughs) and then I would change it to fudge. And that was how I would clean it up. And then I would not even let it out of my head after a while because I would hear myself ready to say it and I would say, no, I'm not going to say that. And now, I mean, yeah, there's occasions where I will slip, especially when I'm all kind of heated up about something, but it's very, very rare. And God will give you the master of your tongue. And there are things that come into my mind that I could easily just let right out of my mouth, but I don't. My husband is like my mirror. I'm telling you, he is not practicing. He's not going to mass with me, but I, he is, he's holier than I am. He has said a few times, wow, that wasn't very Jesus-like because I sometimes feel like, well, I could just say what I need to say in my own house. You know, no one's going to hear me out there. And that's not, that's not the way it works. Your heart isn't just, you know, supposed to be one way in the world and another way in your family. So that is important as well to be charitable and loving to the people that are under your roof, the ones that we take advantage of, the ones who probably get under our skin the most. That's really important. And it's noticeable and it changes your family dynamic. My husband, when I was first, you know, receiving these beautiful gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit, just the patience and the kindness and the compassion and love that came out of me, my husband was like, you are changing. And then he was more loving. It's the exact same thing that happened with my brother, who my alcoholic brother, who I hated forever. And God gave me this wonderful process and wonderful gift of forgiveness for his actions. He's still an alcoholic, but I love him. I started loving him and talking to him in loving ways and touching him with hugs and kisses. And now just the other day, he sent me a text and said, I I was thinking about you. I love you. I mean, our relationship is night and day, but that's because I was more loving toward him and kind of started that ball rolling. And so love started tenderizing his heart, you know, so the softer his heart got, the softer my heart got. And now we just, you know, reflect back on all the years that we 
just didn't talk. And it was me. I didn't accept his issues in his life, and I thought he was a total jerk for decades. Okay, let's remember our words matter. Out of our mouths, in print, and especially around our family, the ones that we are probably not so kind to and think that we can get away with being more rude and our quote-unquote real selves. Well, our real selves need to be 24-7 hearts of Jesus, lips, tongue, eyes, bodies, thoughts, minds, intellect, will of Jesus Christ. So let's pray today to God to give us that charitable heart and to have all of our actions be sent through that heart to the world and to our families. And go be the light, smile, and have a blessed and inspired day.